Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another great episode of the My Mickey podcast. My name is Cameron. You can call me Cam. I'm so excited to be back with you for another great discussion about why right now is the perfect time for you to book a Walt Disney World vacation. And you know who you need to do that with. That's the great dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel. Allow all of their great love for vacation planning and their expertise. Make your next vacation planning process the most stress-free and enjoyable one ever. That's right. Just visit MyMickeyVacation.com to get started today. But before we get into our full conversation about the taste of the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, we wanted to do all that business with podcasts, and that's we want to make sure you always know when our latest episode drops. And to do that, you need to subscribe. You know how it's done. We invite you to subscribe wherever you like to get your podcasts, whether it be Apple or Spotify. And you can listen to us directly online at mymickeypodcast.com. Well, guys, we are going to be talking about a taste of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival today. One of my favorite festivals of all year at Walt Disney World. And you know, I have some experts with me today. You love them. I love them. And they're back to join me on another great podcast episode. Welcome back, the co-owners of My Mickey Vacation Travel, Jeff and Karen Stoner. Hey, you two. Hi. Hey, Cam. It's another festival time with Epcot. Uh, it's flower and garden time. It is my favorite festival. I'm with you on that. I I think it is for me as well. I love it. It's, you know, a lot of folks I'm sure would say, you know, food and wine is a lot of folks' favorite. But you know what? Every festival now at Epcot is its own version of food and wine, frankly. Exactly. Right? But it's beautiful and with the flowers and everything. It's, it's cooler just... weather, especially yes. for us here in Florida. There's less mosquitoes, right? Yeah. So it's a beautiful time. And, uh, you know, we just uh, hit the first day of spring just a couple days ago. So it's a perfect time to visit Florida, right? It really is. It really and, is. And uh, this year, you know, even with everything that's going on in the world, Disney has decided to move forward and still do the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. But they're calling it a taste of. But, you know, honestly, we just covered this in a big video that we dropped today on all of the social media sites for My Mickey Vacation. And uh, it seems like the full experience is still there. I mean, everything that I could tell was still there from all the years past with the things everyone loves to do, right? Yeah, and and when you start looking back at some of the festivals they just had, you know, the Festival of the Arts and Food and Wine from last fall, those were truly a taste of it, it felt like they had fewer of the food kitchens and they they did not have the full entertainment that they may uh, right, that they right. typically have and here we are now with the flower and garden and they've brought back some entertainment which is really really kind of cool we can Ooh. talk about that a little bit later but that's really nice to see that add-on uh, slowly working our way back into the the larger festivals. Yeah, we're slowly coming back. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And uh, yeah, it, it's there's so much to cover in it. So why don't we just jump right on in uh, to this wonderful festival that we all love. Uh, Karen, you were there recently and you helped me as being the wonderful uh, field correspondent in our latest video, which I first have to say, you were incredible. <laughs> It was very fun, and it was. Yeah, I, I was like, like being a correspondent, a I feel like a major? news reporter. <laughs> exactly, it was like, <laughs> like look at that life. journalism. That yes. was great. That, that was if fun. If you folks haven't been able to watch the latest video put out by My Mickey <laughs> Vacation Travel, go and check it out. You can find it on Facebook and on the website as well. Uh, lots of fun, and we cover everything we're going to be talking about today, and 
probably a little bit more here. So, um, but you did such a great job, Karen. And Thanks, uh, King. yeah, welcome, you know. So let's jump into it. You know, when I think of Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, you know, I think what is synonymous, what so many people think of are the awesome topiary displays, right? When you get there. Oh, yeah. 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 They are. And, and they move around too. Well, not, not, well, I shouldn't specify, not literally. Audio animatronic topiaries. <laughs> not quite that, but for each year. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Yeah, each year they seem to be moving around a little. Like you know, you used to see Peter Pan, you know, in, in England for a while. He was on top of one of the buildings, but now he's yes. across the way. So you see, you kind of have to look around. So each year it ends up being a little scavenger hunt to see where they are this time. But it it's would be kind of cool if they would be animatronic. That would be something. They need to that, I remember a couple yeah. years ago they did a whole marketing <laughs> campaign to advertise it, and they made costumes that looked just like them. And they were moving around, and it was that was incredible, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, 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 we would love animatronic topiaries. Bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the topiaries are there; they're all over the park. You know, Future World and World Showcase. Do you have a favorite display? I'm loving the uh, Toy Story one this year. Yeah, uh, it's got Woody and um, Bo Peep and, Bo Peep and, and the toys sheep. and all that, and her sheep. Yeah, I really love sheep. that. It's yeah. Super cute. Where can you find that at the festival? That one. They are in front of uh, in Future World, in front of where the Land Pavilion is, where oh, Soren and stuff is. So, and I think last year they were actually in the American Pavilion, in front of the gardens. I think. I think they may year. have been. Yeah, it's fun how they just ah, yeah. let's put them over here this time, right? <laughs> yeah, they try and change things up. It's <laughs> good, Jeff. Do you have a favorite uh, garden display at Flower and Garden? I have two. Uh, my first oh, one good is for you. good for you. What yeah, I know, right? My favorite. I think my favorite this year is um, the Lion King uh, with uh, Simba and um, Rafiki. Who, Rafiki and was it Nala? I think and Nala. The third one. Mm -hmm. um, but so yes, it's, a nice, it's a large display. It's really nice. It's over by uh, I think it's over by Imagination Pavilion this year. Yeah, and I loved your video footage of that, folks. You got to check it out because it's it's a nice sweeping pan shot of it. The wind is blowing. I almost in the voiceover sang, "Can you feel the wind today?" I, it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. I saw that in your script, and then I never I never heard the music. <laughs> I know because I accidentally <laughs> deleted it and went, "Oh well, we'll we'll make it as a little special feature for the podcast." Uh, so there you go. My my other favorite from a from almost like. A cuteness standpoint is over in United Kingdom, the uh, characters from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, oh, yes. Remember that yeah. rabbit and Tigger and all oh, that's just a that's an adorable display. I, I really yeah, like I love that because you know they they uh they put a lot of thought into theming the lands of you know the, the different countries of world showcase with some of those displays, like the three caballeros, you know, right. there and uh uh Snow White is in Germany. Mm -hmm. even a little nod to Italian food with Lady and the Tramp and spaghetti, you know? So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very sweet. It's very well thought out. Absolutely great. But uh, speaking of spaghetti, speaking of food, it's, you know, <laughs> Flower and Garden is essentially food and wine part two. I mean, it really is. Mm -hmm. And every year they're bringing really new fresh flavors to the festival, uh, working in flowers and other parts from gardens that you probably never would have thought of trying before and now are incorporated into some really sweet and savory dishes uh of course we covered the ever famous violet lemonade which is yes that's beautiful and karen you you described it in the video as um the flavor is 
purple. The flavor is purple. Now that we're on the podcast and I'm talking to you live, can we go into what does purple taste like? Because my wife agrees. She goes, that's the perfect description. It tastes like purple. It does. I mean, if you can, and every year I drink it, I always think of how I would describe it. And yeah. it does taste like, it does taste like a lemonade, but with like a little bit of purple in it. Yeah. And I don't know how, it's, it's as if you would look at the shade of purple and that's what it would taste like. Yeah. That's what it tastes like to me. Now, do you eat the flower on top because it's edible? It is edible, but I don't. I tried to get Jeff to eat it, and he wouldn't eat it either. Nope. But he's like vegetables. Side... But I thought he'd eat flowers. <laughs> side note for Disney cocktails that have edible flowers in them. This is a total side note. But over at the California Grill, my favorite cocktail of all of Walt Disney World is the sake martini up there. Have you ever oh, had that? No. Oh my, okay. The sake martini folks, this is such a side note. It tastes like juice. It is potent. It'll put you on your butt. It's great. It's great. But it comes topped with one of those edible flowers as well. So oh. that's what it always makes me think of. But I'm um, writing this down now so I can make a note. Down, I'm Karen. going there in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Try the sake right. martini and think of me. Okay. All right. I will. There you go. But, uh, you know, going back to the food of flower and garden, they always have those great booths, uh, especially the expanded ones that are not just, you know, the, the small ones that are just around World Showcase. I love like the Honey Bistro that we cover in the video. Uh, you guys showed some wonderful, it looked like, were they popsicles? Were they frozen treats on sticks in that video, Jeff? What were those? They were. They were They were popsicles. Um, Do you remember the flavor? Um, yeah, I'm trying to even remember what the flavors were on that. It was, what um, was a lime one that was really good. And there was a raspberry. Raspberry, I think was one. And like coconut it, lime was the other one. Was, one. Like a, was there a melon flavor? Or am I really wrong on that? Yes, it was a um, honeydew. Honeydew. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they were really good. They were very creamy. Um, you know, not, not like the icicles, you know, though, like those, they were very creamy. Um, and and the portion size were really there was a really nice portion size you got three of them yeah um and also that was the sampler that you were showing yeah yes. yep and uh there's three of them on there and um very good i was very i mean it was like especially when you have three separate unique tastes you know sometimes you need to go from one to another to to the third it's just you're not quite grabbing it right um, they were very i mean each stood on their own very well it was it was good yeah, the, they looked absolutely delicious. And, you know, I have to say, as the festivals have progressed, uh, I love that the portion sizes are getting larger as well. You know, that seems that way. Yep. Of course, you know, the prices are going up as well. But let's talk I about I like, I like, it. I like I'm willing to pay a little more if I'm going to get a substantial portion. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think you get your money's worth out of what you get. I mean, there's a nice size portion. And I think it's I think it's reasonable. I don't think it's too expensive for what you get. Yeah, that's great. You offered a lot of great tips. Was there any other uh, food offering or foodie experience there at Flower and Garden that we didn't cover in the video that you'd like to tack on now? I don't think so that I could think of as far as a separate experience goes. One of the things I did want to mention was um, it's kind of fun to see how they will vary the menu between festivals yeah. at the same pavilion. Like Germany during the um, food and wine festival, my favorite is they have a um, an apple strudel. It's the same, basically the same apple strudel you find at beer garden. But during this festival, they had a cheese strudel, 
So they'll, they'll vary the menu up just a little bit between um, between that the different festivals. So, so it's not like you're getting it's not like you're getting the same menu from festival to festival to festival. Yeah, that that's yeah. really great. And speaking of the changes with the festivals, you know, um, the France Pavilion is known for their different little slushies that they have, and that oh, changes yeah. between the Flower and Garden and the Food and Wine Festival too. Hannah, so. my wife, and I we we are quite familiar with these slushies. But continue. <laughs> yes, um, I forget the flavor offhand for the fall one off the top of my head. Um, it's, it's leaving me what they call that one because I am just obsessed because we're in spring now. So, yeah, of yeah. course, it's the Livy and Rose one, which is the pretty pink one. So, which is just delicious. And it's the so cool kids call it. The cool kids call it the Frosé. 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 And I always thought it was okay. Frosé. So, and actually, I didn't know until recently, too, that you can get that actually year round in the quick service um, in France in the back where they have all the pastries and stuff like that. So, you can get that year round, but. It, I think it tastes better during the Flower and Garden Festival. I agree. I agree. If you be out with all the pink flowers. Bring your pink drink. You know. Yeah. You'll be yeah. tickled pink. It's it's yes. all it's all pink. It's great. Yeah. Very, <laughs> great. Very very true. Love that. Now, uh, you know, a lot of folks that come traveling to Walt Disney World, especially those that don't live in Florida, you know, they're coming out here. This could be their very first time, and they want to take something home with them to remember a great experience, maybe a great trip to the uh, taste of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And there's great merchandise at Flower and Garden, you know, to take home with you. And not just the generic mugs, you know, that you see all the time and t-shirts. I, I love the things that go in the garden. I think those yeah. are really cool and, and creative. Do you guys want to expand on any of those? I think one of the, uh, neat things about this festival is we have to remember that a year ago when they did the flower and garden festival, it lasted a whole week before the right. shut down. Remember that? Yes. And so there was a lot of merchandise that was left over that they never sold. And so we saw, you know, a lot of that showing up after the parks reopened and, you know, at discounted prices. And then, the, the following festivals, the, the merchandise was kind of thin um, just because, you know, lower crowds and ordering. This festival, I thought, was a return to the full display of merchandise. The yeah, variety, it, uh, the number of different types of items that you could buy. It was kind of like, again, going back to pre-COVID days as it relates to merchandise. A um, lot of great stuff. Um I think one of my, some of my favorite was actually the pass holder merchandise that they had. If you yes, pass holder, that. Um, they had these different, they had these um, glasses that had each of the different characters on it. Uh, that, so you can make a set. And my favorite was that, um, I guess it was a jacket. I'm not sure if it was a jacket or a sweatshirt, but it had Mickey on the back. It was, um, and it's, you, uh, you can dig it or can you dig it or something like that. Uh, it, was, it was like a gardener Mickey. It was one of my favorite pieces this year. That's great. How about you, Karen? Did you happen to pick up anything to bring home? Um, I always get the t-shirts because I always love the shirts. But I yeah. love they have those little topiaries. It looks like a little miniature topiary of the ivy and stuff and the little Mickey shapes. And that's why I think those are really cute, too. You so literally can bring a garden home, which is, which is great. Own topiary. That's right. Yeah, And I love the the really creative flower pots they make. Like there's the boot shaped one. They have the watering yeah. pan. <laughs> it's so cute. The kids will go crazy. Start a whole, 
start a whole little kid garden when you get home after your trip. Okay. You know, you'll be so inspired to do uh, that sort of activity. Speaking of activities, beyond the food and beyond the gardens, there's actually a lot more to do at the festival. Uh, you know, my personal favorite, if we can plug it right away, is the butterfly garden is my favorite thing every single year. Don't ask me why, but I love to, if you've never done it, it's a whole netted off area. You go on in and they've got butterflies in there. The entire festival, they're all, a lot of them are still, they haven't hatched yet out of their cocoons and um, they're flying all over the place. They land on you. It's, it's so great. It is. It's so pretty in there. It is. I love We're trying to get them. It's over by the Imagination Pavilion, actually. Is it? So, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of near where um, Pooh Bear um, would go and catch his butterflies, which uh, just occurred to me that that's where he would go with his butterfly net when he'd wander look, around. Look so at that's us. kind of Some where that is. There. <laughs> <laughs> that that's Pooh's idea. Yeah. So, you know, you can go and have this awesome experience, you know, with nature, with, with uh, you know, living things. I think that's so great. Uh, and then you they know, have these... Know. Go ahead, Dan, if, I, if I could real quick on that too. One one thing just to kind of mention, we are still in the days of the pandemic here. So they are limiting the number of people that go inside the um, the butterfly area at one time. And that's uh, great to hear. And they do have a line waiting outside to get in. So, you know, that's one thing we noticed uh, a couple of times we've been over there since that there's, um, you know, of course the lines always look longer than they really are because of the six feet distancing, but um, the line does stretch out pretty far. But I think the wait time to get in is pretty pretty reasonable. But yeah, they're only letting so many people in at one time, which is nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. They're, they keep thinking of, you know, our safety at this time, uh, but you still can have a great experience. Oh, and yeah, another, you know, another great experience to do, it's technically an add-on, but a very inexpensive add-on are the cool scavenger hunts you can do at the festival, right? And we covered Spike's Pollen Nation exploration. Did you have a lot of fun with that, Karen? I did. And, you know, it really is not as easy as it as it sounds. It is hard no. to try and find them. Yes, I kind of wandered around and and my excitement that was in the video, that was like legit because I was literally like, oh, my gosh, finally found one. <laughs> Because I was in a couple of countries. I'm like, all right, where is this bee? And I couldn't find it. So I was glad to finally find one. Spike so, is, a, is a famous Disney bee. Yeah. Uh, I believe from Flight of the Bumblebee, right? I believe that's where he's famous from, that animated short. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's in gardens all around World Showcase. And it, it's for $7.99. Isn't that right? Yeah, $7.99. You get, the little, you get the little map. And then you get two plates with it. Two little, uh, little plastic plates. And they're nice size plates. How cool is that? So, you know, so yeah, you're paying for the experience, but you're also getting some swag at the end. Exactly. And you get two of them and there's four different prints. So if you want to, you know, get, go back a few days or have each of the kids get one and get collect different plates. It's a nice little souvenir. Yeah. But you can't mix and match them. They just give you two of the same kind. Exactly. But right. we saw a lot of kids doing that and that was a lot of fun. So mom was able to kind of relax and look at the flowers and the kids can wander around trying to find Spike the Bee. And so the whole family is happy. And it's great that you mentioned that because I, if you've never been to Epcot before, or if you've never been with little kids, you know, maybe you've been before, before you had children. Now you've got kids and you're thinking, I don't think of Epcot as a kid type park, but you know what? They really have thought out ways to make it, you know, fun for the kids, fun for grandma and grandpa, fun for mom and dad, fun for the young college kids. You know, they've 
really thought of all these different ways that every you know age range of the family can enjoy it. And I think that's they really, really have. Yeah, yeah, they really, really have. I know our kids, when our kids were younger, Epcot was their second favorite park outside of Magic Kingdom when they were younger. There was a lot of cool stuff to do. You just have to take the time and kind of walk around and see everything that they have to offer. And yeah, they don't, have to be, they don't have to be 21 to get the full experience. I mean, that'll be something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of experience. Right. Drinking around the world is a, is a tradition that you have to experience at some point in your life. But, you know, lead yourself, you know, do, do a scavenger hunt first. Get acclimated. And then yes. when you're old enough, Go and experience it. Yeah, I was just getting ready. I was just getting ready to say, even even under twenty one, I'm sure each country has a slush, so they can still you know drink around the world. But I'm not sure that's really the kind of message you want to get across either. <laughs> the training to program, their own, <laughs> to each their own. Uh, now, are they doing the egg extravaganza scavenger hunt that they've done in the past as well? Yes, they just started that like two days ago, three days ago. It's, can you explain a little bit what that is? So it's basically the same routine. Uh, you seven ninety nine. You buy the the little wheel uh, card, and you're going to go around to each country and find a different decorated Easter egg uh, that will be in each country. You pull the sticker off, put it on, return it for a prize. So it's it's basically it's the same thing prize, as spikes, but plates or something different. They're eggs. They're Easter eggs. They're Easter, They're Easter eggs. eggs. Little plastic Easter eggs with characters on them. Oh, how cute! Yeah, and there's quite a few of them. I think there's like six or seven different eggs that you could collect. So very yeah. cute. Yeah, very so I'm excited cute. about doing that too. Yeah, that, that I love looking at those uh, Easter eggs. They used to do those really big painted ones throughout the resorts during Easter time, you know, the, through the hotels. And that was and they and nice they are thing. again. They're bringing them. Oh, back. Collected the resorts have those again this year. Yep. Yes. Yeah, usually made out of chocolate, and you know, it's yeah. yeah. It's really great if you have an opportunity to check that out while you're here during Easter time and spring break time here at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Now, another great family activity, which I love to think of to do, you know, maybe, you know, middle of the day, you need something to kind of wind down, relax a little bit. Maybe you've just eaten lunch and you need to digest. I love going to the UK Pavilion and I love going to the Tea Garden, right? Yes. Oh I my gosh. About that. That's one of my favorite things. And um, this year they still have the tea garden set up with the big teacups and they had the different herbs and stuff growing in to make tea. Previous yeah. years they did the scone tasting and the actual tea tasting <gasps> where we got to do that. And that was super they fun. Just, I didn't know they had a scone tasting. They did. Like it was potted cream and all that. He did. They had the whole Stop thing. Stop it, Aaron. Stop it. I know. It was, that's not back. So I am sad that that's not here. Um, and Things to look first, forward to. <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to. But when we first did it, Jeff was like, I don't know if I really want to do that. I have a scone thing. But we, we yeah, did the did. tour first. and But he actually loved it. And he got sampled different teas. And well, They, they so. took us around the tea gardens um, in a small group and explained each of the cups and the herbs and and what combinations of herbs they use to, to create each different flavor. Uh, it was definitely very interesting. It was a, it was a fun little tour. And then we went over to uh, Rosen Crown and they had the scones and the teas. And, and I think it was all um, presented by the, is it Twinings. Is that yep. Twinings? Twinings. Um, and they even had a, the day we were there, we were actually kind of lucky. Uh, one of the, um, um, descendants of the original twining family was there wow uh, signing autographs and signing tea bags and things like that so yes yeah, so i'll, cool. I'll just say this always say yes to scones 
But oh, I know. yeah. Oh, yeah. But the tea garden is still there and they do have it set up. So if you do want to do a self-guided tour through there, they do have all the list of teas and stuff and the combinations on those little tea, little tea cups there. So you can still do the little um, tour on your own. And it's it's right off, you know, right off the main path. You know, it's great. But often it's very shady in there. It's cool. And it's oh, for some reason, it's just nice and quiet, even though it's just right off the path. I just find it, it very relaxing there. It is very quiet. And then sometimes we were there. We saw um, Alice in Wonderland was there. Yes, you can see some Disney friends uh, by chance now in socially distant ways. But how cool to see Alice in a tea party, she, right? Yeah, she was there walking around. We've seen um, also saw uh, Mary Poppins back there. Perfect. And talking to guests. I mean, she's socially distant, but she was there for about a half an hour talking to everybody as they were walking by and doing mm -hmm. pictures. And, and I know we've so. covered, you know, the characters stuff in the past, especially with social distancing. But how cool to, you know, have that now with the with the yeah. flower and garden, tea, the tea garden all there, all set up. And you still can get that great picture, though they're a bit distanced from you. But you yep. still get a great picture with a lot of cool stuff in the background. Yep, yep. definitely. That's great. Now, we mentioned it earlier uh, with Jeff in the very beginning of the podcast. And if you're just joining us, welcome to the My Mickey podcast. My name is Cam. I am your host, and I am with the co-owners of My Mickey Vacation Travel, my bosses, my friends, my neighbors. Literally, they are just down the street from me. <laughs> it's Jeff and Karen Stoner, and we're talking flower and garden today. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Of course. I'm excited. Yes. And as we get into the second part of our conversation of this year's taste of flower and garden, uh, a great positive for, you know, one year now into the pandemic, but we're starting to see things come back. Let's talk entertainment, right? I know you guys get that a lot with potential clients who are thinking of booking a vacation or are hesitant to because of the lack thereof entertainment. What can you tell us about the entertainment offerings for Flower and Garden this year? Go ahead, honey. So it's gradually coming back. And the main one that we need to discuss that we've talked about before that everybody's excited about is Voices of Liberty. They are yes. still here and they are in the garden theater outside and they perform several times during the day. Um, so I'm so excited they're back. They came back for the Food and Wine Festival and they made it seem like it was going to be temporary for that. And then they brought them back for the Christmas things. And then they made it seem like that was going to be temporary. But it seems like they keep bringing them back. So sounds and like then they were there for Festival of the Arts. And yeah. a lot of them are good friends of mine. And they've been working really hard learning a bunch of new music. They sure and are. Steps. And, you know, adapting to this new normal that we're in. Yeah. So well, they're working really hard. It's a fun new show, too, because, um, you know, they do a mixture. Right now they're doing a mixture of uh, Disney tunes. They were doing some patriotic music. So um, a bit back to their roots. So, That's great. Yeah, a little bit back to their roots. Um, but it was kind of interesting, too. Like you said, it's a little different because, you know, normally we're, we used to see seeing them in a semicircle in the rotunda of, right. of the America Pavilion. And now that, you know, they're on this big, I mean, big stage and, you know, they're doing choreography and it's, you know, you know obviously a little bit out of their element, but they're doing such a great job with it. They're so talented and, you know, it's a big sound, you know, with the sound system and uh, they're doing they're doing really, really good. It's yeah, we're so lucky to have live music yes. coming back. At the, uh, that's huge. It yes. really is. Yep. And, you know, you mentioned that they were at the American Gardens Theater. And if you're wondering how safe is it packing folks into a theater? Well, they don't pack it in, right? right. 
uh, I remember when we were there for Festival of the Arts. The it's every other row, and it's staggered even then. Every other yeah, it row still is. Yeah, they're still doing that. Um, and there's safe places outside the pavilion too. If you don't want to sit in the pavilion, you don't need to. There's picnic tables outside where you can sit. We actually were there this past weekend and listened to one of the bands that were there, and we had a picnic table and we sat oh, awesome. up there and ate dinner and just listened to the music. It was wonderful. Elbow room for days. Yep. I'm telling you, some things that we keep saying need to stay. <laughs> they yes, just need exactly. To stay, right? <laughs> now, there's other music entertainment being found all throughout Epcot as well, right? The Jamiters are out in Canada. And if you don't know what the Jamiters are, they the ones that are, they look like uh, the janitors and they're jamming on the trash cans and the stoves. And they're awesome. They're over in Canada, right? They are. They're on the uh, stage there where the... Um, Normally the the bands play for you know the, the Canadian bands play for the audiences so they're on that small stage and uh, again from a safety standpoint they have green dots on the ground so you know you and your family can stay on that green dot and be distanced from everybody else and everybody seems to be respecting that it's a, it's a really neat venue and they, of course they perform several times throughout the day so if you miss one you can catch the next one right and Mariachi Cobre is still back after their stint at a Festival of the Arts are they at the American Gardens Theater too or are they actually back in Mexico now? They're still at the American Gardens Theater. For Perfect. It's a great venue for them. It's a great place to see them. And the new offering, you know, because we're adding on with each festival now, it seems we're adding on. I love on the weekend nights at the American Gardens Theater, which is the theater right there in front of the America Adventure. Uh, they are hosting local Orlando bands in the evening time. They are and rocking the night away, right? It almost has a feeling of, dare I say, Pleasure Island, you know? A little yeah, bit, you know, yeah. that just like high energy, just fun, you know. It really is. And it again, going back to what you said, it's great to see live local musicians back playing. Um, and they're good. And I mean, these are these are so great. Yeah, and these are bands that I, I I have a I have this sense that these are bands that normally play for like conventions when they come into the Orlando area. So they're very good. The horn sections we caught. Uh, the first weekend they did it, we caught a band uh, called Vintage Vinyl Band uh, playing a lot of. So good. Say it again. Yes, yes they were. Band, they're incredible. Check so out the good. video. They're singing a, a cover of Valerie, and it's it's awesome. Yes, yeah, they did a yeah. great job. And their singer has this uh, kind of cross between like Pharrell and Bruno Mars kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, he did. Right, he's got <laughs> yeah. full, full microphone and he's yeah. wailing and. I didn't even want to talk much over the video <laughs> section. So I'm like, I'm going to keep this very quick in my voiceover. Cause I'm like, I want to hear this guy sing. Cause he's great. Well, and they take these songs and they, and they kind of twist them up and kind of make them their own. They did a, a real neat version of um, Adele's rolling in the deep. It's um, so a really from um, uh, what's her uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. They did a oh, shake yeah. it up version. Um, they did shake it up as a Mardi Gras version. Yeah, so it was really it was really cool. And you can tell that these bands, they are so grateful that they are at Disney because they haven't played, you know, in a year, a lot of these bands. Yes. And it just kind of made me teary-eyed watching them because they were just so grateful that they were back together and that they were able to perform and, and get back to the business again. And they were only on Saturdays and Sundays, right? The bands? Is that Friday, correct? Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Two shows each. In the evening, seven thirty and eight thirty. Now, because this festival is a bit extended this year, it's going all the way 
till early July. July 5th. Right? Mm -hmm. that crazy. Uh, so they're going all the way to July. Is it a new band every single weekend or did they have a group of them and they're on a rotation? So they have, uh, looks like six different bands playing throughout uh, the festival and each of the bands are going to play three different weekends. Not so, consecutively, but they'll be kind of spread out. Right. So for example, the Vintage Vinyl Band, they played March 12th. They're going to come back on April 23rd that weekend. Perfect. Then they'll be back on June 4th. Oh, I think I'm going to catch them. Yep, really yeah. Yeah. Really like <laughs> uh, there was a Motown group, Motown in Motion. They played this past weekend. They'll be there a couple more times. Uh, there's a band called Epic. Uh, let me see. I want to make sure I hit them all. The Hooligans, which is kind of a British invasion, 80s pop, 90s alternative. I know members of that band. Yes. Uh, Spasmatics, uh, 80s pop What did music. you call me? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a gr group called Latin Ambition, uh, bilingual Latin American party band. So nice. yeah, so it's a good variety of bands, but again, I'm, you know, normally a lot of times they'll bring in, um, you know, professional well-known named artists that maybe haven't had a hit in a few years or, or legend. Peter Noon always there. Peter like Noon, right. Always. Yep. Um, and, and so it's, I, I like that if they can't bring them in, at least they're giving a nod to local musicians to come out and play and they're, and they're yeah. talented. So it's, it's, it's worth, uh, it's worth finding a, a show at the American gardens pavilion and having a seat and, and enjoying a half hour of entertainment because they're really talented. Mm -hmm. If uh, folks, um, have heard one of these bands and want to know the dates that they're there. Can you guys share a link maybe to the page that lists all that? Or is that at, is that on Disney world's page? I will put it in our show notes on the, uh, for this episode on the, my Mickey podcast.com website. That'd be great. Yep. In case if there's one type of music that you guys would like to hear now, you can plan your trip a little more, right? Exactly. Yep. Well, guys, I'm telling you, from all of the gardens to all of the great eating to the activities for, you know, grandma, grandpa, yourself and the kids, merchandise and entertainment and even more entertainment is coming back. Fantastic taste of flower and garden. It, it's a full on flower and garden in my book. It really it is. It really is. <laughs> yep, I yep, agree. Absolutely. Uh, any, any, any uh, promotions you guys want to plug here as we're kind of coming to the end now? Any details for uh advice for booking if folks want to get here for flower and garden you know is there still time to make a reservation you know to make a last minute trip or are we kind of pushing it all the way to june now you know for bookings How, how's it looking oh it's definitely still good um spring break in through around easter is getting kind of full but there are still park days available so if you're thinking of coming wanting to come down there's still rooms available there's still park passes um, towards the end of April and through the summertime, things are pretty much wide open. So that's um, good. If you want to come back with maybe it's less crowded, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to come, you know, end of April into May, um, plenty of availability for parks, um, even into June is still pretty open. Early June is starting to get a little full um, as far as studios goes, but so, which is good to see, but there's still plenty of, of promotions going on and park pass availability. And so to take advantage of this awesome festival. And, and that is the benefit of using a dream designer, because as you talk to them and go through this process of choosing your dates, they will certainly walk through that process of making sure that there are, there is availability at the parks on your date so that you don't book your vacation and then show up. And then all of a sudden you can't get into a park. 
So that's that is one of the benefits of working with with our company. We will make sure that that is all square before you invest your hard-earned dollars in your vacation. Right. And speaking of dollars, to actually go through you doesn't cost them the consumer anything extra. Isn't that correct? Right. We we don't charge anything extra to make that booking for you. Why not take all of this burden off of you and just say, I want to go on vacation. You go to mymickeyvacation.com and say, set it up. I, I'm ready. Here's my money. I'm just going to chuck some money at you. And uh, we got my stimulus. Here's my stimulus. And I'm That's gonna right. That's right. right? We're hearing That's a lot right. of that. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. You know, and whatever is going to start, you know. Uh, re-energizing the travel industry is good news all around for everybody. Exactly. So that, exactly. That, that is That's great. What it's for. That's right. Well, thank you so much to Jeff and Karen. You guys are awesome. I always love having these conversations with you and folks. I hope you've enjoyed listening to our uh, conversation on the taste of Epcot's international flower and garden festival 2021. Now you've heard us mention that we have a video that we just dropped. Actually it was dropped today the day we are recording this podcast jeff where can everyone find that video they can find that video at, uh, on youtube under our channel my mickey vacation travel and we That's also right. have it listed on our facebook page which you can find by searching for guess what my mickey vacation travel that is awesome well guys thank you again and thank you everyone for listening until next time uh i'm cam and join us next time on my my mickey podcast and we'll have another great conversation and i'm just going to tease it right now i'm not even going to say exactly what it is but we have a, some really cool episodes coming up here and you're really going to want to hit that subscribe and know when we come to you next even when we're going to go live and you can comment live with us on our next live stream until then i'm cam and we'll you see you next time have a great day and we'll see you real soon Bye bye <laughs>